Welcome to the first episode of Korean Drama Talk. I am so excited to start recording these for you. I've been looking for the perfect outlet to talk about the dramas I watch, and I think I finally found it. You most likely came here after viewing my Instagram page at Korean Drama Nerd. Leave me a comment. Tell me what you think about this episode. I'd love to have a conversation with you there. Also, you should know that while I'm writing this, I'm re-watching Coffee Prince for like the millionth time. Did you know that show is 10 years old? It's one of my favorite dramas, if not my favorite drama of all time. I should back up and say, Happy New Year! How are you? Are you warm? I ask because it is so cold where I am that at one point last night it was like negative 19 degrees or about like negative 28 degrees Celsius. I'm sitting here in my bedroom with a heating pad on, just doing anything I can to keep warm. I can tell you that this year I'm really hoping to get out of my drama slump. Last year I wasn't really happy with most of the offerings. 2017 started off strong. We got the last half of Goblin, which was really great. But outside of Goblin, I really didn't get into dramas this year. I'm halfway through the drama because this is my first life, and I've gotten to episodes 5 of both My Shy Boss and Tomorrow With You, and I plan to finish My Shy Boss, but I've completely ditched Tomorrow With You. I could not finish it. It hasn't been a bad thing that I've been in a drama slump, only because I've gotten to finally catch up on some older dramas. For instance, I finally finished uh, Can You Hear My Heart? I've been working in that drama for about three years. It's that drama I go to and I don't really know what I want to watch and I'm not really into anything on TV. It, it's taken me three years to finish it. I've also watched uh, My Name is Kim Samsoon this summer. Oh, I can't believe how long it took me to watch that one. I will say it was great, but the ending, oh, it made me so angry. But that's another podcast. This podcast is about the new show, Huayugi. The new Lee Sung-gi post-army TVN awesomeness. Waiki premiered December 23rd on TVN. It's a Saturday-Sunday drama. Like I said, it starts Lee Sung-gi. It's his first drama post-military. And I have been waiting so long. Oh, I've been watching this drama since Lee Sung-gi was rumored to be cast as the main actor. And, uh... I'm not disappointed. Lee Sung-gi stars as the monkey demon Sun Ogong. Uh, Sung-gi has always been one of my favorite actors. He's one of my favorite singers as well. He made his entertainment debut with his album Dream of a Moth and the infamous Nuna love song Because You're My Woman. Oh, I love it so much. He came into his own as an actor, though, after performing alongside Han Hyo-ju in Shining Inheritance. It's where he first really played that brooding and uh, troubled rich guy. He then went on to star in his first Hong Sisters drama, My Girlfriend is a Gumio. 
Hwagi also stars Cha Sung Wan, who plays the character Wu Wei, the bull demon. He also performed with Sung Gi in his last drama before enlistment, drama You're All Surrounded. He was also in another Hong Sisters drama called The Greatest Love. The Greatest Love is one of the few Hong Sisters dramas that I haven't seen, but I really liked Sung Wan in You're All Surrounded, so I have a feeling I'm going to like him in this one too. And then we have our heroine, Oh Yun So. Uh, this is my first experience with this actress. She plays the character Son Mi. I really hope I like her because she's taking over the movie version of Han Sol from Cheese in the Trap. I'm more than excited to see the movie adaptation because it really was one of my favorite webcomics and recent dramas to air. To round out our cast of leads, we have Lee Hong Ki, who plays the pig demon PK. Of course, we know Lee Hong Ki as the leader of FT Island. He is also a veteran Hong Sisters actor from You're Beautiful. The only thing I'm scared of, based off of these first two episodes, is that I'm starting to see that Hong Ki is turning into another Jeremy character. And what I mean by that is in You're Beautiful, his character Jeremy always seemed to be the butt of the jokes. Like, that's the only reason why I feel like he was even in the drama. Otherwise, there would have been, like, no reason for him to be there. Which, that's fine. I guess you need a character like that, but I really want to see him break out and do something differently. From what I understand, only because I have only seen him in You're Beautiful, is that most dramas where he plays a lead, he doesn't seem to do as well. He's a better quirky, funny actor than he is a lead actor. But Jeremy was my favorite in the You're Beautiful drama. And I secretly, even though it wasn't going to happen, wanted him to end up with a girl. But that's okay. You know, I'll, I'm excited to see more of him in this drama. And we're only two episodes in, so who knows? Something good could happen. Um, so, Huagi as a drama did not have a good start. The ratings were fine. People seemed to really like the series, but it's falling plague to post-production. Episode 2 was abruptly taken off the air about an hour into the episode because of green screen issues. Like, you could see the green screen and being able to see actors fly wires. It was re-aired on Monday, not until after reports of accidents on the set that left a crew member paralyzed from the waist down. They've decided to postpone episodes from this past weekend, and I just really hope they air on schedule this next weekend because I need my Lee Sung-gi fixed. I guess I'll just have to watch the episodes of Lee Sung-gi's reality appearance on The Butlers in lieu of not being able to watch Hua Yugi this week. In these first two episodes, we meet Sun Mi as a little girl uh, who can see demons and ghosts. She is bullied by her classmates and called weird because of her ability to do this. She stands up to greet a teacher that no one else can see and finds out that Ooh, it's not really her teacher, it's actually a demon. But once the demon finds out that Sonmi can see her, she follows Sonmi home, terrorizing her, until Sonmi runs into Wui, the bull demon. He uses his umbrella to scare away the teacher demon, and Sonmi is instantly attached. She sees the umbrella that he uses and offers to trade 
him her umbrella. Her umbrella is this cute yellow polka dotted umbrella that actually has a talisman attached that's supposed to protect her against these evil spirits. But it doesn't seem to work all that well because every time she uses it, the spirits either knock it out of her hand or she like trips over it and like it falls. So he says, sure, I'll give you my umbrella, but you have to go get a fan for me in a place beyond the woods. So she crosses this forest and she gets to this house that's on a hilltop uh, and she sees the fan. And as soon as she's leaving, she runs into Sun Ogong. So we see Lee Sung-gi here as the monkey demon. He has been trapped up here in this house, palace, whatever you want to call it, by the five elements. He finds out that Sun-mi can hear and see him, and so he decides to make a pact with her. He says that Wui won't keep his promise because he never made a contract, so he'll make a contract with her instead. All she has to do is blow out the five candles on the table. So Sun-mi decides to take him up on the offer and snuffs out the five candles but ogong is a mischievous spirit and he tricks somi after he makes a pact he makes her forget his name he said you can call on me anytime you want but you will not remember my name so it's useless how dirty is that oh so dirty and later we find out that even if she is told his name she won't remember it Like, she cannot retain his name, period. How sad. So we fast forward to the future, and Wooey is a TV personality on, like, a singing uh, reality show. He lives with Ogong, who is working to get back to the heavens by eradicating demons. And Sonmi is a real estate agent who specializes in reselling haunted houses. Ogong finds out that there is a human called Samjong, who has blood that smells like lotus flowers. Whomever drinks the blood of this human supposedly will grow extremely powerful. So in order to get back to the heavens, his goal is to find Samjong and to drink Samjong's blood. Wui finds out that the little girl he sent up the hill, aka Sonmi, is cursed to be the next Samjong because she released the monkey demon Ogong. So Wui at this point knows that Sonmi is Samjong. So Wui is tasked with finding her and protecting her since it was his fault that she went up there. Also, he is living with Ongong because it is his fault that she went up there and he is tasked with keeping Ogong in line. Well, finally, Somi finds out that if she gets hurt, she will be attacked by demons because she is Samjong and everyone is out to get her and drink her blood, basically. So she sets out to find someone to protect her. Of course, there's a lot more that goes on. For the main part, that is our setup. That's our conflict. So far, I'm really enjoying it. There's enough action to keep your interest, but at the same time, it hasn't really gotten started yet, and you can kind of tell that. Um, There's still a lot more that we're gonna find out. The romance hasn't really started yet, so it's kind of nice because you know that that's gonna come soon. Where the show really seems to shine is in the comedic timing that we have in Sungwon and Sunggi, and I am so thankful for that. Um, You're all surrounded. Sunggi played a brooding character He couldn't do what he does best, though. He really shines here as the mischievous monkey demon. The way he's able to be kind of a trickster. He's more goofy than he is brooding. 
that's just that's that's where Lee Lee Sung Gi really is a good actor. I felt like in You're All Surrounded, he was just too dark, too sad all the time, and you really couldn't see his real abilities come out. I love the way that Lee Sung Gi plays Oh Gong when he's trying to convince Son Mi to eat her. Those scenes could easily fall into a morbid and scary sort of feel. But the way that Sungi interacts with Yunso brings out a charming side to her that you don't really see without someone else there acting alongside her. Sonmi easily pushes Ogong away while still flirting with him to try to convince him to be her guardian. And I just love that because you have on one end Ogong who wants to eat Sonmi and on the other end Sonmi's trying to convince him, no you don't want to eat me, you really want to protect me. I don't really care for Yonso as an actress without Sungi or really just anyone else in the scene with her. She seems flat and predictable as a character. She needs another person around to really make her shine and ends up making the other actor shine more though and that's really what kind of concerns me right now about her and this drama is that she almost has to have someone else in the scene for her to really be a character you want to watch. Sungwa, however, has a ton of really great moments so far. My favorite moment so far is when he finds out that Sonmi is Samjang and he goes to visit her office. She's not there, but he finds her slipper and starts sniffing it, wondering if that's what lotuses smell like. Like, he gets so into sniffing the slipper. When he gets caught by Sonmi's real estate assistant, he almost looks like he's having like an orgasmic moment. All he's doing is sniffing a slipper. One side plot that I am really enjoying is the real estate assistant. His name is uh, Lee Hanjo. He doesn't really seem to believe that Sonmi can see ghosts. He just kind of thinks that she's crazy, But she seems to be making a lot of money off of it, so he just goes along for the ride. You can just tell he's in it more for the money than he is for her. There's this really great scene where they're chasing this car because there's a ghost demon on top of it. Sonmi recognizes the demon and knows that it's going to cause the car to become an accident. So she's driving upside, or should I say her assistant's driving upside this car so she can like curse at this demon on the roof and the guy inside the pat like the driver doesn't know what's going on and just sees this woman cursing him out and assumes that he's cursing at him and not a demon on top of his car and poor Hanju has to like try to not crash and he tries to get his boss to come back into the car and he's trying to get away from this driver who's now super upset at him oh I just I feel so bad for all the stuff that Sonmi puts him through. It gets to the point where in one episode, she just kind of goes missing and he's like, eh, oh well. And just like goes on with his life like nothing happened. Like she was there one second. The next second he comes to the room and she's not there and he just assumes that she just ran off. Um, I also can't wait to find out more about the ice cream man and the bartender woman. At first I thought this drama was going to be like super modern and progressive and have a, like a transgendered character, but after seeing the picture Ogong gave to the ice cream man and the bartender, I have a feeling there's a different connection there. 
Plus the two characters are awfully alike because they're played by the same actor, which I didn't really realize until after watching a few scenes over again to write this. So I'm wondering if it's something like their brother and sister or this demon has two different personalities. But either way, like his character seems really unique and awesome and I like the aspects he brings out in Ogong. He almost brings out like a like a brotherly side of Ogong and it kind of reminds you that Ogong isn't just after his own interests, that if there's the right person around, he can be really loving and caring too. And I think that's really good for his character at this point, just to have little glimpses so we don't hate him before Sonmi and Ogong fall in love. One big story plot that I really can't get over right now is how Sonmi has not fainted from losing as much blood as she has in the last two episodes. I mean, there's that one scene where she cuts into her hand and there's so much blood gushing out of her hand that I want to yell at the screen, girl, take some iron pills. Your blood is too thin. There's something going on. You are not okay. And yet she just kind of goes on like nothing's ever happened. So the second episode ends with Ogong being tricked by Sunmi into being her protector by placing a bracelet on him that links them together. We get our first kiss too, and you can kind of see a little glimpse of Ogong's face as, as Sunmi kisses him, and he has a little spark of feeling. You can tell that he kind of cares for her because she was the one that helped him escape, but at the same time, a super big amount of shock that he gets when she does kiss him. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Because he has this bracelet on, if Sonmi is hurt or in danger, Ogong will feel immense pain. So this is how we get past the Ogong wants to eat Sonmi part and more into the Ogong is going to protect Sonmi part. Sungi is definitely proving that it wasn't a waste for me to wait for him to get out of the army. He is everything I hope for and more in this series. I've also been really loving the special effects. They're really solid when they're placed in the show. Sorry, too soon? Too soon? I don't know. And the writing is so signaturely Hong Sisters. It's just cute enough and to make it light and funny, but enough suspense to keep you wanting more. Next week, I look forward to seeing more of Hong Ki's character though, PK. We only got a little taste of him in episode two. Previews of next week's show show a cameo of Jang Kyun Suk. You know, uh, Kyung from You're Beautiful. Um, I'm super excited that we're gonna have a Jeremy Kyung reunion. So long I've been waiting. But what did you think so far? Are you looking forward to episodes three and four? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let me know. Um, I left links to the complete recaps that Drama Bean's um, website does so you can get the full story if you want to. I also linked articles about the misfortunes around episode two and the future of Hwayugi, specifically canceling last week's episodes. Let us just hope that it was just a bad week of production and that the writing and acting can make us forget all about it. I also really want to wish comfort and support for the crew member and his family that was hurt during filming. Um, but see you next time and please visit my page at Korean Drama Nerd on Instagram. Leave a comment there and tell me if there was a show you would like me to review on it. Have a good week guys. Happy New Year. Here's to 2018 and drama watching. Hopefully we have more dramas to look forward in the coming year and I can't wait to talk about them with you.